0: Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you'll hear from career experts from different fields of career management who will share their wisdom about best practices designed to help you find, advance, or change your desired. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman.
1: Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our guest is Beth Kennedy, an award-winning author and an expert in resilience, the ability to quickly recover from a career challenge. And I don't know about you, but in the last month, I have had multiple conversations with people who are facing career challenges. I hope you give yourself permission to spend the next hour discovering ways to advance your career. For years, I have been responding to people asking why they have not been offered a job or promotion. The answer is usually the same. They have worked hard to advance their employer's goals, but have not spent much of any time advancing their career. I feel everyone should have the career they want and know that it is possible to master the strategies necessary to make that happen. And one of those skills is definitely career resilience. I first learned about our guests' work at an international conference for career professionals. As she shared her approach to helping clients develop career resilience during a workshop, I could see attendees taking notes and nodding their heads. There was a shared recognition that we had just learned something we could use to help our clients advance their careers. When Beth agreed to come onto our show and share with our listeners methods for advancing their careers by developing resilience, I was thrilled. Beth, welcome to Career Central and thank you for joining us today. You're welcome Lorraine and thank
2: you. It's my honor and I'm really excited to be on to share something that as you know I feel should be a business competency because it is so important whether there's a pandemic going on or whether we're just trying to move forward in a job such or just to thrive in a career
1: anywhere. So, in your book, you talk about the importance of resilience in in career success. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that quality? Maybe a new term for them. Yeah,
2: I will, um, and I, I'll also share a story on um, a woman who I coached, who was really one of the reasons why I wrote the book. Um, and basically, when I think of the word career resilience. You know, there's lots of definitions going on right now, but mine is very simple, and it's really the ability to move forward despite stressors and challenges. And I was working with a manager in a pharmaceutical organization. Her name was Ann, and she she was getting leadership coaching because the organization saw big things for her, but at the same time, there was a huge reorg going on. And she was coming into the session. She was completely overwhelmed. She was saying her and all of her employees were working at about 150%. And we didn't really have time to talk about case studies. I could see it in, in her eyes. She was exhausted. Um, she, was, she loved what she did, but she lost her, as someone recently said on a LinkedIn post, she lost her mojo. And I realized that we needed to start at the beginning of my model. And there are five areas in my model. They are well-being, self-awareness, brand, connection, and innovation. And just beginning with well-being, which, and again, everybody starts in different places. But for this individual that was working so hard, just by having her begin to take little mini breaks, little things like not eating lunch at her desk and, and maybe getting out for like a seven-minute walk at lunchtime. I, would, I slowly saw her regaining her energy. And as we continue to work through my model, which, you know, we'll get to more of it, I could see her really being able to move forward. Um, she was in such a high burnout. At, when I first met with her, she was actually considering going on a medical leave because she, was, she had all those, those key Feelings of when you are burnt out, exhaustion, um, kind of you get mentally distanced from your job. and she just felt like she was not as effective as her manager thought she was. So um, So resilience
1: being able to move forward despite stressors. Fantastic definition of resilience. Share what I I really heard you saying, and this is very hopeful, that even if people are in those first stages of burnout, there's something they can do about it. Is that, you know, what you're saying? Yeah, and that's the part I think, you know, my mission as a
2: leadership coach is to help individuals that are in all sorts of careers, but to press the pause button and take time to recharge to prevent burnout. Because I think we're all what I call, I call it going down the burnout escalator. And I think we're seeing a lot of that now with this pandemic, and we saw a lot of it before. If you look at the statistics for burnout, it's been crazy. Um, In May of 2019, the World Health Organization actually now classifies burnout as a phenomenon. So that is before the pandemic hit. And now we have people with limited boundaries. We have people trying to homeschool. We have individuals that are just, I mean, there's no boundaries. And... Then we have people trying to job search in an environment where people aren't getting back to them. So what I think is so promising is that by taking little, little, little steps, you can actually move yourself, and I call it up the escalator of recharge. So instead of going down, you can go up. So as I mentioned, the first area is really well-being, taking those little breaks and figuring out what works for you. So we know the research about uh, nature. We know the research about exercise, um, keeping hydrated, trying to eat as healthy as we can. But I think we have to really think small, just, you know, every day think about what is that little, little tiny goal I can make in well-being and celebrate it, because we can't expect to be doing what we were doing before the pandemic. It, you know, it's just we're in a change, we're in a transition. And in transitions, we have to be really gentle with
1: ourselves and make small steps of progress. I love what you say about taking small steps. So what do you think our listeners can do to discover what their first small step might be towards uh, the feeling of well-being?
2: Sure. So I think um, as far as well-being goes, one of the areas that I focus on with is my model, which is called the Benati Resiliency Model. And I've come up with what I call well-being boosters. And these are all little tiny things that you can do to kind of give yourself a quick recharge. So one of them is, is what I call the pause recharge breath. So you inhale, to, and everyone can do it right now. We'll make this very interactive. Um, you inhale for four, recharge. And then you exhale for four, smile. And you do that four times. And you do that whenever you see something red. So what we're, what we're trying to do with resiliency boosters is, Make new strategies stick. So there are some of my um, employees that I coach that they love meditation. So they've tried different meditation apps like Headspace. They've tried Calm, which is the one I use, uh, Stop, Breathe, and Think. But again, it's small. So we're, the research for meditation is pretty amazing that even if you do it for five minutes, three or four days a week, It gives that brain the break that we need right now because what's going on during COVID is there's so many stressors that it's what's called the amygdala hijack. So, So the stress part of our brain is way too stressed, and the calm side of our brain, which produces dopamine and serotonin, we're not getting enough of that. So we need to take these pauses throughout the day. And for some people, meditation works. For some people, they're like, oh, I can't imagine sitting three minutes still. So for those individuals, I recommend just go out and do a, do a mindful walk or just, just a walk for five minutes. But the key is to build in these little recharges throughout the day. Because the way I describe it is I want you to think about your phones. Our phones, we want them to be at 80% charge so we can get through the day. It's the same for us. So we're also having, people are having trouble sleeping now. So we need to, again, figure out, that goes with well-being too. What can I do to kind of Make sure I'm getting, you know, that seven or eight hours sleep that I need. So we have to really start with some of the basics. But also, again, I'm going to emphasize that, that what works for one person may not work for another. So think about for you, what are some of those small wins in well-being that actually recharge you?
1: wonderful advice. I was sitting here doing the, the breathing, the in in breathing and, and the pause and the out breathing. It, it's wonder, wonderful. And again, I think so many of us are at home working, just the concept of getting out and maybe walking around the block um, just to reset. I loved your example of keeping your phone at 80%. And I think some of us will just drain ourselves to zero and then really um, have to have to run for the battery charger. So that is wonderful. I know that the well-being is an important part of your program, but so is self-awareness. So let's talk a little bit about self-awareness and how our listeners can gain that.
2: Yeah, so let me share with you a little bit um, the reason why I, saw, I I always thought self-awareness was just, oh, it's kind of like a soft skill. Do I work on this with my leadership coaching clients or not? And then I had an amazing experience happen where – Um, One of my scientists that I was coaching, she was um, an individual that they saw great potential in. She unfortunately got diagnosed with brain cancer uh, with six months to live. And we had just at that point finished the whole self-awareness piece of my coaching, where I have people design what is called a purpose mind map, where they look at their values. They look at their top three strengths. They look at how they're using their strengths in their career. Then they look at what are they not using and how can they get a little bit more of that into their life. And then we do a whole um, discovery about growth mindset. So are we really being proactive? But also we spend a lot of time talking about personality types. So many of you on the call may be familiar with the Myers-Briggs or the DISC or the Enneagram. Um, doesn't matter what you use, but knowing your personality type is so important for resilience because we need to know basically what moves us forward, but also how we stress out others. And so what was interesting is when I finished that whole piece, this, sad, this client shared with me this very sad news, and then she said to me, which I almost fell off my chair, she said, Beth, I have some... Good news, but I also have some bad news. And the bad news was telling me about um, her sad diagnosis. But the good news was she had already spoken to HR and her manager that she could continue with coaching for as long as she was still able to work. And I was in a state of shock because I was thinking, oh, my gosh, she shouldn't be having leadership career success coaching. She should be with her husband traveling the world. And she reminded me, she said, Beth, remember when I did that purpose mind map? She said, "That was, although I completed my medical degree and my Ph.D. degree, that was the most eye-opening exercise that I had ever done in my life. And it made me realize my purpose is to cure cancer, and I want to continue to work at my job for as long as I can. And I want to thank you, and I'm excited to continue the rest of the coaching. And at that point, I realized, you know what, we all need to – Take time and think about our purpose and think about our values. And even at a time like this where there's so much stress, I think for all of us to press the pause button and say, wow, what are those things that I'm really good at? What am I using? What do I need to be a little bit more patient with? And am I moving forward and flexing my personality type? Because sometimes I may not be as patient or I may not be as... um, outgoing as I need to be on those video calls. So just really being aware. So self-awareness is really taking time to think about what is your internal compass for you? Are you moving in the direction that drives you? But also to realize that right now with COVID, there may be more stressors. So to say, okay, how can I get some of these values other ways? We need to be extra flexible. And that's part of moving through this transition or any transition.
1: So I hear you saying that one, if um, f- folks have taken the Myers-Briggs or another one of those um, personality inventories to dig it out and look at it, they are extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. And we know that it doesn't change much. So if you took one 20 years ago, probably would give you some, some insight. And what I really appreciated your saying was to be honest about your strengths. Somet- sometimes we put ourselves down, but think about your strengths, list them, And then this is what I really liked. Identify the ones that you're not using and start Mm -hmm. to use those. Uh, So after self-awareness, I know that your program moves into identifying your brand. Yes. And
2: this is a really important one. And you don't hear many people talk about resilience and brand. And I want to tell the listeners why this is so important. First of all, what the heck is brand? You know, when we think of brand, we think about probably some of the, the big names like Target and Apple and McDonald's, and. but how does brand involve you, your career, resilience, and moving forward? When I think about brand, there are three words that I think about, and they are your attributes, what makes you unique, the impact, what's the impact that you make in your career, or... You're going to make in, in a job for someone else. And what's the reputation you have? So for those of you that are job searching, making sure you get those recommendations on LinkedIn if your career is on LinkedIn. Make sure you have, you know, right now, make sure you're getting feedback from your manager to make sure you're moving in the right direction. So why is brand so important? Someone said to me, I don't understand how brand has to do with resilience." If we don't know who we are, if we don't know the impact we're making and the reputation we have, how can we move forward for that next amazing position or promotion? So brand is crucial. Um, One of the stories that I love to share is I do tend to work with a lot of scientists because I'm in the Boston area and I do a lot of work in Cambridge. And I was working with a scientist. Her name was Gail. And she was so clear on her strengths. Um, They were project management, they were presenting, and they were collaboration. She could get people all from many different departments working together beautifully. But what she explained to me was um, she was a top, top, top scientist that she was in the lab most of her day. And she was isolated, and for the first five years, it was fine. The second five years, by year nine, she felt herself going down this burnout escalator. So her manager thought she just needed coaching, but boy, did everyone's, everyone's eyes light up when we realized, you know what? It's the problem is the career fit, and boy, that manager was so supportive. It didn't happen right away, but eventually Gail was able to move to another position, a project manager role within the organization. So brand, there is... So much to think about. And there's so many little things we can be doing right now with brands. When we, when, as I mentioned, one of the things I'm big about are what I call boosters. So thinking about what are those little things we can do right now that take less than five minutes. So, again, like I mentioned, LinkedIn, making sure you have a summary, making sure you have a great headshot, but even on video calls. How are you showing up? Are you in an organization where it's great to kind of be casual? Or are you in an organization where maybe you need to just be a little bit more professional? So there is, you know, you think about brand, and there's a bunch of great, great quotes. um, And one of the ones that I love is, what are people saying about you when you're not in the conference room? So thinking about the perception that you are making. Again, how are you showing up? And what are those little tiny brand boosters that you can make? Um, the other Beth? little strategy I love to share, and I share it with all my clients, um, is something called Friday Five. And I'll probably be talking about this again if we don't run out of time. You and know, Beth,
1: we uh, Beth, we need to take a short break. I hate interrupting you because oh. this is so exciting. Oh. We're going to take a really short break. We're going to come back, and we're going to pick up on that concept of brand and some of those tips that you just promised you would share with us.
0: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central.
1: Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking to um, Beth about branding strategies, and she shared that she had some great tips. So, Beth, you want to just jump in and share your tips with us on branding I sure will. Thanks, Lorraine. And I wanted to share with you this really important
2: strategy that I have all my clients do before, um, before I forget or we run out of time. And I call it the career recharge Friday 5. And I, when I talk about brands, sometimes people say, but how do you make the time? So I really struggled with that for a few years. And then I realized, you know what? We all can find five minutes every week. So I would encourage you to do this right now because then it's going to be in your phone or on your calendar. So I want you to pick a time when you have your cup of tea or your coffee or your lemon water on Friday morning before you start your email madness. And you're going to put in your phone, Recharge, capital letters, Career Recharge. And you're going to set your timer for five minutes. And during that five minutes, you are going to ask yourself three questions. The first one is, What were my resilience wins this week? So when we talk about resilience, remember, there's five areas that you want to focus on. But every week, it might be something different. One week, it could be well-being. One week, it could be self-awareness. One week, it could be brand. One week, it could be connection. The next week, it could be innovation. We haven't gotten to connection and innovation yet. But anyway, I wanted to bring this up because it's really helpful. The second question is, what is my resiliency goal for next week? So let's just say it's to update my LinkedIn profile. So I'm going to write that down, number two. And number three, what is my plan to achieve that goal? I am going to do it Friday at 10 a.m. So basically what it does, what this Friday 5 recharge does, it gives you five minutes every Friday to plan your resilience. So for those of you thinking about brand, you know, how do I collect feedback? Oh, you know what? On Friday, I'm going to spend time during my Friday 5, and maybe I'm going to update my picture on LinkedIn. So it's a way to make this systemic, but also we know with ha- new habits, we need cues. We need cues to make it happen. We need to make it sticky. So by having a Friday 5, you make it happen. So the other thing I wanted to share with you for brand is, to rem- you know, when with all this crazy stuff going on, don't be afraid to reach out to colleagues that you are not seeing regularly and, you know, find out how are they doing, because you want to make sure, we're going to spend more time on this in the connection section, but we want to make sure that people, that you're still, they're seeing the wonderful impact that you make and you want to still keep up your reputation.
1: Let's, let's transition into that connection aspect of the recharge program. Tell us about Excellent. what that connection means.
2: So First, I want to share with you why connection is so important. Um, The research right now during this transition is showing that one of the most important things that you can do is to be spending time with people that recharge you because we know it produces the really good brain chemicals, dopamine. We know it produces the really good brain chemicals, serotonin, which helps prevent depression. And we also know, if you look at, there's lots of famous studies. Um, one, of, one is by George Valiant. He's a Harvard psychiatrist who did a very famous, it's called the Harvard Grant Study. And it was the longest study ever to interview people, beginning in 1972 till now, interviewing people on what makes them happy, what keeps them moving forward. And the strongest predictor of life and career satisfaction was being connected to others. So the research is there. And what's so important is we have to figure out among this transition, how do we continue to cultivate relationships and again, not burn out? So again, we need to keep it really small. Um, one suggestion one of my clients made to me, which I thought was fabulous, is during their Friday five, they pick one professional person to text or to email or to call. And then they pick one friend, one personal friend. So every week or every weekend, there are two people they're adding to their boat. I call people on your boat or people that keep you moving forward. Um, So it's so crucial to not overwhelm ourselves, but to keep it small, but to keep those people that recharge us
1: in our life. I think you're right. During the pandemic, it's even harder to stay connected. Suggestions on how to build that into your schedule so that you make sure connections happen?
2: Yes. So some of these are general suggestions, but, but my clients have found them really, really helpful. Um, the first thing is in the morning to create a schedule. So you know your big projects that you need to get done, but you might actually want to schedule like four to five every day. You know what? I've worked a full day or the end of your day, the last hour. That might be your connection time. Other people, it might be in the morning. The other thing I recommend is when you create the schedule is to plan and prioritize. So really think about for today to be a good day, what's the one or two things I want to accomplish to make that impact at work? But then who do I need to reach out to? Because it's so important. We're not bumping into people in the coffee room. We're not bumping into people in the cafeteria, at least not in some organizations I know, um, some you know, if you're in the healthcare world and you're in hospitals, you're moving faster and faster, but there are many corporations where people are, are working from home. The other thing that fits in with connection, but it also fits in with all the areas on my model, is to really focus on what you can control. So for some of, there are some things that are going on with connection that you have no control over. So you might realize there's something that I call catastrophizing like, oh my gosh, I'm, I don't get to see these people. So instead of catastrophizing, saying, okay, what do I have control over? What I have control over is maybe I should just do a fun, happy hour with my two colleagues that I really miss having lunch with. Um, the other thing that I think is important for connection is really maintaining a good attitude. It doesn't mean that we have to be Pollyanna happy all the time, but it's really important to remember that we need to be as proactive as we can with this situation because that's going to enhance our engagement. That's going to enhance our impact. But also, people want to connect with others that can energize them. And, and the last point I want to make is a really important one. It's so important to give. You know, um, I just did an informational connection with someone yesterday who I haven't seen for maybe 10 years, And the first thing he said to me was, Beth, how can I help you? So it's so important if you're doing, if you're meeting colleagues, if you're, you know, getting together with past colleagues, that powerful question, how can I help you? But the other thing I want to share is not, this is an important time to also ask for help. If you notice that you are starting to go down that burnout escalator, talk to your manager, share with them, maybe you are balancing kids at home or aging parents, or other situations. To enhance your connection, you need to actually reduce your stress. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, don't realize asking for help is a sign of being resilient.
1: I think I want to emphasize, too, that asking for help is sometimes the best way to start a relationship, just like the person that um, you connected with. The first thing they said is, how can I help you? And that opened up, I'm assuming, a comfort level. You hadn't talked to each other for 10 years and suddenly they're asking you how they can help you. And you're thinking, wow, here's somebody that wants to be on my team. And in, re- in return, you want to connect with them. Is that kind of the experience you had? Yeah. I have to tell
2: you, Lorraine, it was exactly what happened. And this gentleman is also a leadership coach and took all his programs and moved them online for the public. And he was just he was so excited and this is what this is what's just so fun about collaboration. And he was just sharing me all the really got my head thinking, oh my gosh, as challenging as this time can be, there's many, many opportunities as long as we're willing to think outside the box.
1: I wanna move on to innovation, which is the last step Our, in your process.
2: Yeah, so so this is another imp- Really important piece of resilience. And I know often we hear this word right now in many companies, you know, it's mission statements, vision statements, bullets on the wall. But my definition of innovation is a little bit different. And it doesn't mean you need to be the next creator of the next iPhone. Um, my definition of innovation is how you can challenge yourself personally, but also professionally. And also, to make sure you're having fun and celebration in your life. So innovate, innovation. So this is really important to think about during this time because I do notice that a lot of my clients that are real hard workers that were, it's so easy to take life too seriously. And we need to, again, press that pause button and say, what am I doing for fun? What is something new that I want to do. So for example, one of my innovation projects, my personal innovation projects, was finally having a, a vegetable garden. So I can't tell you how exciting it's been to you know, actually have a real red ripe tomato. But I've also had some really good professional innovation projects. Um, I've turned my full day career recharge training class, which was five hours long into webinars for organizations. And I've also decided, you know what, this is a great time, and this was a branding uh, goal, to refresh my website. So that's my goal for September. So I want all of you on this call to think about, you know, what is, what is something small? That's the thing. What is something fun that you could still do that's kind of been on that bucket list, even if, even if it's planning a vacation, even if you can't go this year? But think about, hmm, Maybe two or three years from now, where would I love to be? Again, what that does is it's producing those good brain chemicals. It's making us thrive rather than just survive.
1: Great advice to start thinking about the future, what you can create how do you How do you help your clients to get to that point when they can look at themselves and say, "I'm not going to invent the the new iPhone. I'm not going to invent you know a machine." But bring that innovation home, what they do have control over and and how they start thinking about being innovative.
2: You know, it's so interesting, Lorraine. A lot of that goes back to that exercise that I mentioned that I do called the purpose mind map is when when we think about our purpose, I also mention to all my clients, we have to think about what has recharged us in the past and what will recharge us in the future. So interestingly enough, um, I just had a client who said, you know what? Something I've always wanted to do has been to take Spanish lessons. So I know I won't, maybe won't be going to Spain for another two or three years or whatever, but so she got on, on online and signed up for, for Spanish classes and is having so much fun. So besides her regular job, um, that's her, that is her innovation goal. I have another client that's gotten back into playing tennis because that that's her uh, – She's able to do that in her town. Um, so we, one of the things I think all of us need to think about is what are those little things that recharge us? So it might even just be listening to podcasts. I think that has been that's such a great innovation. So it could be anything that really recharges us. Getting together with friends and doing some of these happy hour Zoom calls, celebrating, wow, we've made it this far. So innovation is not just you know, we don't need to create the next brand. We need to look at ourselves and say, what can I do to refresh? And for everyone, that's different. Sometimes that might even be saying no. That might be saying no to even a job promotion because your innovation might be, I need to have more time with my family or I need to have more time taking care of my health. So innovation does not necessarily mean we're trying to, go faster or quicker, we're actually maybe even slowing down and thinking about, okay, what can I do that will give me that excitement, that refresh?
1: Let's explore that concept of saying no. It's very hard for people to usually say no. And I think right now it's even tougher because, you know, things are sort of, you know, in flux. What should I say yes to? What should I say no to? How do you empower your clients to know when to say no?
2: Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And um, I was just thinking about a client that I met with last week um, who was actually, was kind of tapped on the shoulder to say, you know what, Um, there is going to be an opening in this team and we're really interested in having you think about applying. We think you'd be fabulous. And one of the things that we really took some time to think about, again, what was her brand in the organization? What are those things that she's doing really well? And what is her career satisfaction right now? And this other department right now is really struggling. It's not in her sweet spot. And she said to me, you know what? It's just not the right timing. I need to say no now um, But maybe in six months, I might reconsider it. And she was amazed. She spoke to her manager. Her manager was completely supportive. So the other thing I think we have to think about is to realize what the word success means to us. And I've seen people sometimes take on positions or say yes to things. And at the end of the day or at the end of the week or at the end of the month, I ask this question, how happy are you? And how is your career satisfaction? And sometimes these people that say yes to everything and don't think about their values and their skills, their satisfiers, they find themselves that they're going down instead of up. Their, their happiness is just not where it used to be. And I find my clients that are getting their own voice, speaking of Voice America, that know, you know, again, we can, careers are tricky, right? Because we can't say, in exactly five years, I want to be this, but... Lorraine knows from doing many, many years of career coaching, um, we know that there is some sort of formula that we all are given gifts and strengths and we have great attributes. So if we can find a career that supports that, it's never going to be perfect. We're going to ha- we're always going to have a little bit of a stretch. But not only is it going to prevent burnout, you're going to be more energized. But if we let if we so we really want to take the reins of our career and sometimes that's where it's really helpful If you're struggling, um, anyone on this call that has never worked with a career coach, it can be really helpful to have someone objective help you navigate this. The other thing is sometimes, you know, some people have said to me, Beth, this is my only job offer. What do I do? And sometimes we say yes because we have to. We have to be practical. But realize, you know, it could be for a year. And then we continue to network. We continue to connect. We continue to work on our resilience. Then we'll move forward to another career that fits those strengths, those values, those interests, all
1: those wonderful things that keep us engaged. So that is a great, great, important question. Beth, we need to take a short break. When we come back, we want to continue our discussion and then also share, wrap up on how small things can really make a difference. So we'll see everybody back in just a minute. Follow us on Twitter
2: at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast.
1: Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast.
0: If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts.
2: Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time.
0: You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interview That's Lorraine at interview2work.com. Now, back to Career Central.
1: We're back with Beth Kennedy, who has been sharing tips and strategies for staying energized during the pandemic and using those skills and talents to promote your career. One of the things you said, Beth, before the break was that little things will make a difference. Take on the little things, not the big things. I really wanna reinforce the fact that when people are feeling overwhelmed, there's little things they can do. You wanna talk and maybe even share examples of where your clients made just really small changes that had great impact on their careers?
2: Yeah, um, it's so it's so true that those small, tiny habits can make a big difference. And I want to just share a few clients just from since the pandemic hit. Um, little, little tiny changes people have made. Like one is they get up um, between calls and they might bring out the garbage, or they might just walk out in their yard, they get some fresh air. So just getting up, standing up, stretching, um, doing that pause breath. Every time you see something red, remind yourself, inhale, exhale, recharge, smile. So those are all well-being things that little small things we can do for well-being. For self-awareness, reminding ourselves, ooh, pausing sometimes before we send those emails to think about, okay, how is this going to be received? Doing a little check-in with ourselves, because again, our mindset, am I being proactive? Do I have a growth mindset? Again, uh, what Lorraine mentioned about the Myers-Briggs or our personality, when we're under stress, what happens is our personality becomes a little bit more intense So being aware of that, even just asking ourselves, I have um, clients give themselves an intention every morning. So it may just be, today I want to be calm and confident, or today I want to be excited and energized during that meeting. So giving yourself a morning intention for brand, asking yourself at the end of every week, it takes, again, two minutes, what was the impact I made this week? Who is someone I needed to to make sure I spend time with next week. So quick little questions to give you recharge. Um, Again, remembering to hydrate, remembering to eat as healthy as we can, getting the rest that you need, going to connection. What are those little things we can do to cultivate relationships? I have one client that I thought this was fabulous on her own. Besides the coaching, she reached out to a colleague and they became recharge partners. So they connect every Friday, they schedule a 30-minute coffee, and they just talk about their recharge. Because, again, it's so important. We want to be moving forward in our careers, but we want to make sure we're having time for fun. And that actually brings us to that innovation part of the model. So for innovation, what are the small little things? Maybe watching once a week, watching a TEDx talk. Listening again, listening to podcasts, what are those small little things you can do to have more fun, but also to challenge yourself? Maybe you, wanted, maybe you want to look at an online class on how to present better. Maybe there is a certain other a work thing you want to learn a little bit more about. You want to dive in deeper. So these are all little tiny strategies for resilience that my clients have used um, since this transition has hit.
1: Beth, we, at, during each show, have our guests present our listeners with a challenge. I have a feeling I know what your challenge is going to be, but share with our <laughs> listeners what they should do as soon as they are off and the podcast is completed. Okay, so uh, I think you are right. You know
2: what it is, and it's, it is it is going to be, I want all of you to pilot the Friday Five. So yeah, it will take less than five seconds to scre- schedule it into your phone. And if you want, you can actually put into your notes section these three questions. The first one is resilience wins. What's, and just keep it simple. What was one resiliency win this week? Number two, what is my goal for next week? Number three, and what is my plan to achieve that goal? Hey, so maybe I'll try a yoga class, or maybe I'll try an online weight class. I didn't talk a lot about all the amazing exercise classes that are online. But what's so fun about the Friday Five is every Friday you can kind of customize it to, you know what, this is what I need to work on next week. This week is going to be a brand week. Next week is going to be a connection week. So we're keeping it really small, but it's also what's exciting, and this is some feedback that I've received from people that have read my book, is that after a few weeks, it's so exciting to see the impact that they have made in their resilience. It is a myth that people are just born resilient. Yes, some people are born resilient, but we can all cultivate our resilience by focusing on these five areas of the Banati resiliency model.
1: Beth, I know the people in our audience want to know more about your work and that you have published an amazing book. I read it a while back and I still go back and reread it for ideas. So can you share with our audience about your book and how to find out more about your work?
2: Sure, sure. So um, my website is bethkennedy.com and I do offer a free monthly easy newsletter where I share. It's very, very uh concise, where I share what I call a spark success strategy. And then occasionally I share kind of like a case study. So that's available on my website, BethKennedy.com. My book is called Career Recharge, Five Strategies to Boost Resilience and Beat Burnout. And it is available on Amazon. It's available as an ebook. It's available as an audio book. It's on most audiobooks where you can purchase audiobooks, Career Recharge is available. And um, I would love for all of you to take, a, take, a, take the opportunity to read it. Um, it's a little bit unique in that it's very action-oriented. After every chapter, there are what are called boosters, which I've shared a few, few of them with you. So there's well-being boosters, self-awareness boosters, brand boosters, connection and innovation boosters, and then at the end of that, there are activities. So again, it's a great book if you're in any women's groups. This could be a—I've um, had a bunch of book groups do it. Um, but it's great if there's—if you have a friend that you want to be an accountability partner with, you could each do a chapter and then share. Um, the other thing I wanted to share is if you—if you're in an organization, I'm very excited to share that I've turned my live class into a webinar series, where every webinar goes through. The resiliency model, it's very action-oriented and shares lots of scientific data to support each area of the model, and um, it's very interactive. So the webinar series is something I also wanted to share as well. So I, I also to... want to say if you're on LinkedIn, um, please connect with me. I'm, my LinkedIn is Beth Benati Kennedy, and I, would lo- I put out every week, I put out a one-minute video. And it's about ways to enhance your resilience. So I would also love to get your feedback. Um, if you do read the book, uh, any feedback would be appreciated as well as I uh, would love to connect with you on LinkedIn.
1: And I do encourage our listeners to link in with Beth to get the book. The, the part of the book that I really enjoyed, besides everything Beth talked about, was the stories of real clients, people, how they used her approach to make a difference in their career, which of course is um, what we're all about here is helping people make a difference in their career. Beth, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been wonderful having you as a guest. I know how much our listeners are, appreciate what they hear and I'm hoping they take your advice and make those little small changes. For those of you listening on iTunes, Spotify, or another platform that lets you rate our show and leave comments, please let us know how we are doing. Career Central is committed to bringing practical career advice to you every week. Your feedback will help us achieve that goal. Beth was talking a lot lot about making a connection. I suggest that you think about having a Career Central listening buddy. So many of the topics that we discuss lend themselves well to follow up conversations. Think of someone who would be willing to help you advance your career and maybe would appreciate you helping them advance theirs. Listen to the show at the same time, then jump on Zoom or the phone and talk about ways you can use what you've learned to advance your career. Before we end, I want to make sure that you remember the five-minute uh, challenge, the, or the Friday ch- I'm sorry, but the Friday challenge. As soon as it's safe, you're off your bike, not driving, not jogging, <laughs> open that phone, Set that five-minute warning or appointment with yourself every Friday morning. Remember to talk about your resilience wins, your resilience goals, and your resilience plan for the following week. Next week, we'll be talking more about strategies and techniques for advancing your career. And our guest speaker will actually be talking about the health issues, some of the things that Beth brought up and meditation and all of those things that you can do to help improve your well being. Until then, this is Lorraine Beeman encouraging you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.